What's up, everybody? Paul Hickey here with NoOffSeason.com, host of the Sports Card Strategy Show. You are listening to episode four of the Baseball Card Strategy Show with host Kendall McKee from Wild Cards Box Breaks and JustBaseball.com. And today we have a special guest joining Kendall, also from Wild Cards Box Breaks, is T. Wright. So these two gentlemen are about to talk you through a look back at our Around the Diamond from episode one of the Baseball Card Strategy Show just a couple of months ago. And these guys are going to go through what's worked out in terms of their predictions and what hasn't worked out. They're going to talk about also some new players to keep an eye out for that they didn't talk about in episode one. I'm excited to hear what they have to say. Let's get into it right now. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Sports Card Strategy Network of Shows. This is the Baseball Card Strategy Show and we are going to talk about prospecting across the diamond again. Um, we're just going to dive right into it because I feel like this is going to be a, an episode just packed full of stuff. We're going to talk about a bunch of different players at a bunch of different positions at a bunch of different price points. And um, we, we've, we've already got a pretty hefty amount of players on this list. So I'm not sure we're going to be able to dive super deeply into this, but my, it was... Might as well just um, skim across the top, give you guys names, and let you do your research from there. So, as always, I just wanted to point out really quickly, um, thank you to Sports Card Investor and the Market Movers app. They are the, uh, our lead sponsor for these episodes. Feel free to go to get uh, Market Movers for your first month for a dollar if you go use nooffseason.com, and, uh, and it helps us as well, and we're building our network there. Um, thanks for, for tuning in, and let's get the ball rolling. First off, I want to introduce, this is T. Wright, above me or below me, or however you guys are seeing this on the on the post-production. Um, this is my guy that I've talked about a lot. Paul and I have both referenced him quite a bit in the past couple of months. But this is the guy that owns wild cards, box breaks, trading, however you want to. We have a bunch of different platforms that we're on, and we have different social media handles on all of them. But wild cards trading is something that me and T do together. We specialize in box breaks, and we're also breakers on loop. So, T, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, man. I've heard a lot about this show, and uh, I know you put a lot of effort into it. So, excited to be on here and uh, give your viewers just a little bit of, of knowledge. So, Excellent, excellent. And so, what you've done today is I, I gave you our breakdown of what my positional breakdown at the beginning of this season kind of before we knew a bunch of stuff. Now looking back, some of it looks brilliant and some of it looks just silly. Um, and we did a positional breakdown, including, I actually, I don't think I texted you this, but I even gave a card as a relief pitcher. Like I even was like, hey, if you're going to buy a relief pitcher, buy <laughs> Luis Gill. Like which that's what buy. I said, uh, <laughs> which you shouldn't. But I, I wanted to give the integrity of the, of the thing and oh, say sure. and give at least one for every literal position um it. and i could have gone even deeper and gave you a closer own like a closer only one but i didn't uh i just left it at louis gill which now i know like the first blunder of the list is he's had tommy john surgery uh <laughs> which the way he pitched you just knew that was going to happen. But anyway, we're going to stop there. I don't expect you to have a relief pitcher, nor do I really want you to have a relief pitcher. So we'll just leave that one at my first blunder of the uh, of the uh, of the of the podcast. But I also wanted to point out that when I gave you my list, 
you said you've came back with guys that should be added at each position, which uh, is is beautiful because there's some guys on this list that I would say, even now I'm like, Hmm, that was a, that was a bad call for me. And, you know, like in this prospecting kind of, kind of thing, I view it as like, um, like a either almost like sports betting, almost where you're just trying to go positive, like net positive is the goal. You know, like you're not trying to hit a hundred percent of these guys. You're trying to just go uh, positive and not make your losses too, too big here. So as I look around this diamond, I see some guys that I'm like, okay, I wouldn't have put them there now, especially after talking with Aram and seeing some more game footage from 2022. Like there's just some of these guys that I'm not high on anymore. Yeah. Is there particularly, did you have one, you might not, but did you have one that stood out in my list that you were just like, dang, Kendall, you miss hard right there. I don't think I'd say missed hard. I don't think that's fair on any of the guys you listed. Um, you know, like at the beginning of the year, I think we all were pretty high on Rokio. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and we've since cooled off on him quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, just from some of the information that we've gotten, some feedback we've gotten, um, just the way that he's playing. So I would say like the list that you have is, is pretty strong from top to bottom. I mean, there's not a lot of misses on there, but I would say Rokio is a guy that we're probably not buying anymore or thinking about buying. Um, so I, I would go with that name over any of the rest. Yeah. I think when I look at my list, I just zoom in and I'm sure it's probably because that's the, you know, that's the primary position that you really want to invest in. I look at that. I'm like, God, I, there's so many guys I could have put there, yeah. you know, and I put Andres Jimenez 2.0 in there basically. Yeah. And he's going to be a fine major leaguer. He's probably going to be an above average player, but he's just not going to be investable. He's not flashy. He's not cool. He doesn't like nothing. He does is incredible. Right. He's just going to be a guy who's a, a good major leaguer. And so that's why I'm not going to put him on this list here. Um, I, for instance, I bought him at $80, uh, you know, last off season. Now he's down to about 35 for his base autos. So that's probably the biggest hit I've made in the past uh, eight months of like saying like, Ooh, that one, that one stung. Now I've made something. A lot of that's reflective of the market in general, which in, you know, people that look at this from an investment standpoint need to understand. Um, That's true. That's the market true. is dipping overall. And so naturally, like something like an 80, like Rokio, if the market was still hot, probably wouldn't have dropped to 35. It seems like that's been exacerbated by the fact that we're experiencing dips in every market right now. So keep that in mind. But and the only thing I can compare it to, though, is the Gabriel Moreno win that I had this week where I bought him at $70 cheaper than Rokio. And I stole, I sold his auto. Uh, I, I sold a, a Mojo auto. That's not a first for 125 this week. So it's just like, I'm thinking like, all right, that's where I should have been with most of these positions. And that's where I was with Jeremy Pena. That's probably where I'll be with O'Neill Cruz. Um, Nick Martin or uh, Nick Gonzalez is, is a guy that, that we like, but he's kind of struggling. Um, anyway, there's some guys on this list I'm really proud of. Uh, there's, you know, Nick Gonzalez is a guy that I still like. Um, but, you know, the second base position is a big, big question mark. especially Because I also said Trevor's story was an option before the season. 
You know, I expected him to come out hot in Boston um, and just boldly did not. Now he's kind of leveled off. Like he's kind of been, you know, he had a couple of weeks where he was super hot and just could not stop him. Um, And interestingly, I have a little bit of insider information being close to the situation, but he was struggling. um, And then he comes home the first time he's with, uh with Mally and his son Mally's my cousin Mally and his son in their house like just them being normal human beings when he was at the in the Texas Rangers series struggles in Texas immediately next game back away from this road trip where he came home to to be with his family just starts exploding yeah. and so I'm like huh maybe that's something to it so um you know you sometimes think about this and you're like man these guys are really human like it's weird um but being a new, new father not being able to be around like your newborn kid has to take a toll on you emotionally like there's just yeah. no question about that so right yeah and so uh luckily like Mally has been able to get to some games and stuff and they've done a really good job about being on the road and the boston red sox have been really good about that yeah. but uh um you know it's just different being in your house with your kids you know that i mean so anyway um i guess the guy that i'm also a little worried about out of the rest of these guys like i've touched the ones that i'm really like oof that was rough rocchio uh trevor story nick gonzalez both of them together you look around the diamond the rest of them you're like okay you know there's some promise on every one of those guys the only guy that i'm a little other worried about is is casey um his k percentage is way higher than i want it to be maybe, okay way higher is maybe not exactly what i would say but it, it's he's definitely underperforming in the way that i thought he would sure. uh so owen casey he plays for the chicago cubs 19 years old in high a um he's got he's right now he's at 30 percent um earlier like probably like two or three weeks ago he was like at 34 percent. so maybe he's like just turning it around at the plate yeah. but he's a very average hitter right now Uh, as a 19 year old at high a so um still juries to be out on that one but um but yeah so let's go i'm really interested to know what players you would have involved in this list all right so um Um, where do you want me to start what position i want you to start at the catcher position and so i'll just give like a precursor if you didn't listen to the other episodes the names i already had on the list were guys where we are both probably very high on i would agree that i would say most of this list probably were together on other than the ones we just named but uh so the catchers at the the position that i have there are indy rodriguez who probably won't finish as a catcher Gabriel Moreno, who just got called up, and MJ Melendez, who has been up at the major league level this year. Yeah. So I'm going to add a guy and and kind of a uh, disclaimer here. Like a lot of these guys, they'll play like they'll have position eligibility at a bunch of different positions. So, um, you know, take that for what you will. If you hear a guy, if you hear me talking about a guy at second base that also plays short and third, yada, 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 um, just understand. I, I know that, but and that's a good thing. Um, but I'm slotting them in um, based off kind of the primary work. But my catcher is Henry Davis. Um, Interesting. And so I like, I, I kind of started doing some digging around, digging in the data. And, you know, Henry split time between the complex league, uh, 
a ball high a and now he's in he's in double a he only has as of a couple of days ago i believe i think he only has like 20 plate appearances in double a he's struggling a little bit there but still has a wrc plus of 130 um in uh in his in the remainder of his his work this year um he says a slash line of 341 450 585 a wrc plus of 180 an iso of 244 he's driven in 22 he has five home runs all in about 100 plate appearances and his work in a ball so um i just liked what i've seen from henry so far the guy went 1-1 for a reason i think he's playing up to his billing i think he's a guy that you should definitely consider as a top guy at the position um, and you can get his Bowman Chrome first auto for under $100, um, which I think is a pretty good price in comparison to what they were when we were ripping the product a year ago. Um, so that's the typical life cycle of any Bowman product. They're going to come down quite a bit. And Henry Davis is a legitimate stud. And getting him under $100, I think, is a, value, a good value. Um, again, he went one, one for a reason. Um, he's got insane power. Um, he's going to be playing in the bigs for a long time. Um, so I think getting him at that price point right now is, is kind of a steal. Um, so I'm going to add Henry Davis to the list at catcher. Nice. For some reason, as soon as you said it, when I said interesting, I thought you said, I don't know why, but I thought you said Harry Ford (laughs) and, uh, and I was just like, Okay, uh, but Henry Davis, gotcha. Um, All right. I think, you know, it's interesting to see Henry Davis promoting himself to the AA level and still being good. You know, we've talked about several of these guys just crushing all their way to high A, uh, being being college hitters, and then they go to AA and we really see a true test of what it looks like. Very small sample size, five games in AA. We just got uh, them like three days ago, I think. Right. Uh, or five days ago, whatever it was. So, so, um, um, so we'll remain to see what it looks like uh, when he's really officially in double A for quite a long time, but he doesn't seem to be doing horrible. I mean, the 133 average is concerning, but your 400 OBP is really what. Right. And just give him a little bit of time, see, see what happens there. But I, also, like, what's intriguing to me about Henry is is his dip in price, like his price range right now. And like, again, I think the guy is going to be a superstar. Like, I don't, I mean, the guy is an insane hitter. So let him get accustomed to double A pitching, continue to grow. I think he's going to be a good buy. Cool. Um, So first base, I'm going to go with a guy that we've, (laughs) a name that we've heard a ton. And I'm going to add Blaze Jordan to the list. Um, I like that. Blaze Jordan is a 19-year-old. He's a young, young guy. He's an A right now. He's playing almost every day. He's got 225 plate appearances so far. Um, Only four home runs, but he's driven in 31. His K percentage is under 20%. He's got good plate discipline. ISO of 155. Hitting 275. He got a WRC plus of right around 110, so he's slightly above average there. Um, But it's it's his age, really, that... that He's so young. yeah, he's just so young. He's only 19. And that's kind of what you're looking for as you're prospecting that what's their age in comparison to the level of play. And so 19 and a ball is kind of right where you want 20. If you can get him into high a even double a 21, double a triple a like that's, that's a trajectory that you want. That's a path that you want. 
So you want to keep keep watching him progress. Um, and again, if he's like 20 and double A, 21, right around in there, um, he's a strong candidate for long-term success. But of course, as just in the same way that Davis's price has dipped, you can get a Blaze Jordan Bowman Chrome first auto for $65. Wow. Um, so I, think about what I paid for Rokio. I would totally right. rather have that Blaze Jordan. And so we all know how how the Blaze Jordan craze that was when we started opening product, you know, a year ago or whatever. But um, $65 for a 19 year old Blaze Jordan, the guy has talent. Um, he's performing just fine right now at his age level um, and where he's at in the system. I, I like him. I like the play at 60 bucks, $65. So I'm going to add Blaze Jordan um, at the first base spot. Nice. You want me to keep going? Um, or you want to you add some commentary? Well, I was just going to say that I thought that that was a super good – that was a steal for Boston to to come in and swoop him. At, I think it was in third round. or uh, And so um, they had to pay over slot because they were afraid of him committing to school instead. Um, and I remember that being like a big thing. Nobody wanted to draft him high because they thought he was going to go back to school. But I remember watching this kid's video at 14 years old on YouTube. And he was hitting ding-dongs in a professional stadium with like, and I'm pretty sure it was a wood bat. And so it was like, and he's just super impressive. I think it's a kid that we have we will see a trajectory um, that's once he gets about, I would say probably about a year or so, he's like knocking on the door at this, at this Boston Red Sox uh, major league level, especially if they're still struggling. Yeah. So... Let's go home. Let's go on to second base. I have almost nobody that I'm confident in right here, right now. So go ahead and, and, and just put the guy on the map. Yeah. I'm going to talk about a guy that we talk about uh, in chats behind the scenes and that's Spencer steer. Okay. Uh, Spencer plays all over. I mean, you'll see him at, you'll see him at short. You'll see him at third. Um, but he does play a lot of second base. He started, started off the year in double A. He's in triple A currently. Um, he had, um, in double A, he had eight home runs and 156 plate appearances. He has eight home runs and 84 plate appearances in triple A. Yeah, that's he crazy. is absolutely mashing. His K percentage or K rates under 20%. You love that. Yeah. Um, he has an ISO of 400 uh, in triple A and a WRC plus of 170. Um, so the guy, the guy's figured something out hitting yeah. wise. Um, in a major way. Now you want to keep your eye on him and, and just kind of watch him and see, see if that continues. Uh, but you can get his auto for $40. So, I mean, sometimes even lower, like you can get it. Um, someone snagged one for $20 the other day. Um, I think arm said he, he snagged one for, for 20 bucks. Uh, you can get a refractor for $50. So that's, that's worth it. In my opinion, if this guy's going to hit at this level, um, and he, if we see this all the way through, of course, you need to buy now. Um, but 40 bucks for Spencer Steer when he's producing at the level he's producing, in my opinion, is a, a steal or a flyer that's well worth it. And I love his positional eligibility through yeah. any any of those infield positions uh, outside of first, which I'm probably surely could play first as well. Um, and Kirilov pretty much has first base long-term sure. uh, with these twins for, for those of you guys that aren't aware steer is in the Minnesota twins system as well. Um, and it's going to come up and he plays short second and third at the triple a level, all of them. Um, he's played pretty much all three at all three levels. So 
Um, but he is an elite hitter, um, and you can see that from his AAA numbers. So great call on the second baseman. Much better than my Trevor Story slash Nick Gonzalez uh, just mess of a second base position over there. All right. So shortstop, I'm going to go with two guys. I just couldn't kind of pick who I wanted. Totally to cool. We'll remove Rokio and put two guys. <laughs> uh, but it's Jordan Lawler and Gunnar Henderson. Oh. So, um, both <laughs> Speaking are- my language, dog absolutely on fire right now i think gunner gunner's probably the slightly more polished guy he's a couple of years older he's 21 years old he's in between double a and triple a but the guy is mashing yeah iso of 247 wrc plus of 179 he's hitting 309 he's getting on base almost at a 500 clip doesn't strike out a ton only a 17 percent k rate um guy that that we really, really believe in. And it's almost like a must buy. Um, Lawler, obviously a little bit younger. He's 19. He's an A ball. Um, the complex stats for Lawler are absolutely laughable. Yeah, they're, they're nuts. And so um, he's hitting 370. <laughs> he's got an on base percentage of 475, ISO of 260, WRC plus of 186, just absolutely destroying um, these poor souls in a in the complex league um so he needs to move up real quick he's going to kill someone <laughs> um but jordan lawler gunner henderson two guys that we both really really believe in super solid prospects guys that i you know would really want to have some in my portfolio gunner's last auto sold for 130 dollars two days ago um and lawler's went for about 200 a week ago so Obviously, Lawler, the little bit more expensive price point, $200 may be a little bit too much for people to shell out. I understand, but knock $70 off, and you've got Gunnar Henderson, who's a phenomenal prospect and a really, really good player. Um, so I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan and uh, would recommend both. Yeah, I think uh, Jordan Lawler's uh, – I've said this a lot, especially to you – but I think Jordan Lawler is going to be the number one prospect in baseball here in a couple of years. And um, if you look at his prices right now, I know it's $200. Like that seems like a lot, but don't, I wouldn't necessarily wait on buying the dip on this guy. Um, I think his prices are going to continue to go up and I would, I could see him in the range of Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt Jr. type auto prices. And I think uh, we'll see shortly where he passes Marcelo for the price uh, in terms of his autograph. So um, great call there. I love Jordan Lawler and I'm really a big fan of Gunnar Henderson as well. So um, let's move over to, to the hot stone at the third base level. I have Ellie and Noel and Vientos who we all three, we love those guys, but who is the guy outside of those three? that you're wanting to i'm adding linen sosa to that list okay yeah yeah he is tearing um, it up right now freak he's 22 a little bit older but he's in, been in double a all year he's got a, over 250 plate appearances 13 jacks uh, only a 13.5 k rate which is phenomenal iso 224 wrc plus of 146 he's hitting 340 uh i think i'm in love with this guy like from what i've seen so far and uh for his price point you can get him in in this year's bowman product so uh a little pitch for come join a wild cards box break over at wild cards underscore llc or join us on loop at wild cards trading be hunting linen sosa 
you can get you can go out and buy his auto for 55 bucks you can buy the chicago white Sox break spot for a lot less depending on what exactly we're breaking um but lennon sosa man i'm adding him i'm hunting him um and also in if you are a breaker when you when you're purchasing the white Sox spot you're also getting colson montgomery i mean you're getting two really really solid guys um in that slot i don't think people really understand how good this 2022 bowman product is yet um but lennon sosa is my guy yeah, I think um, when I look at the White Sox class this year, it reminds me of that 2020 Yankees spot where everybody went out and bought for Dominguez and they got Volpe in right, it. Right, right. Um, and I think that's what you're seeing with – there's a couple of teams that are that way, Marlins being one of them um, as well. Reds. Yeah, the Reds. Um, and and you, you are seeing where these secondary play guys – are going to get some serious run and you can get them pretty cheap because people are just like bummed that they didn't pull Colson Montgomery auto in a break. So they pull in a Sosa auto and then they're like, ah, frustrated. And they put it online, sure. you know? And so you think about the psychology of it uh, or like just the, you know, the emotions that go into it, you're hunting one guy, you get another, you're not really that tied to it. Yeah. And so uh, put some offers out there, see what it's like. But Lennon Sosa is an absolute dog right now. Um, I would expect him actually to, to get moved up later this year, especially if he still gets playing like this, the White Sox are just a mess. Um, they're massively underperforming this year. Um, they're I would say they're one of two that you could say are the uh, have the what 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 am I trying to say? They are the most. There's two teams that are the most. Uh, un, they did not hit their expectations. What am I trying to say there? um yeah yeah yes thank you yeah they're uh the two teams that are underperforming the most are the white Sox and the angels and yeah. like teams expect or we expected both of them to be better um and it's hard to compete with which one is worse than what their expectations were so uh but i would say lennon sosa is a, is a great buy here at third base um so let's move on to the outfield yeah, so um, the guys can kind of – there's some position flexibility more so than the rest here. So, so do you have three guys here? I have three guys. Nice. Okay, here. Um, I'm going to go with Robert Hassel. Okay. Um, center fielder guy. Center fielder. Hassel's a guy that's probably on most people's radar. Uh, we talk about him a lot. I know in our breaks and over at Just Baseball, but 20-year-old guy in, in high A. Shows great play, play discipline, decent pop, ISO of 166 a guy that can really play all over the place. Um, you know, we like him a lot. You can get his auto for about $150, which might be a little steep. Um, but a guy that we think is going to be pretty special. Um, so I put Robert Hassel there and then I, you want me to keep going or do you want to stop and talk? Um, I don't really need, I don't have anything to say about do rag. Okay. I will, uh, I'll, I'll go through my three outfielders and then you can kind of cool. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, okay. So the, the other one is Zach Veen um everyone's kind of heard of Veen. he's a card darling 20 year old guy in the rocky system ninth overall pick in 2020 uh, but performing really well right now in, in high a 230 plate appearances only seven home runs but he's driven in 34 he's got 22 stolen bases i think he's a guy that really has uh 30 30 potential um if you kind of look back over what he's done the previous you know three or four seasons his auto goes for about 115 dollars, which i think is an absolute steal um at least the last one did you're going to see variation in it. You also will find like 
a couple of weeks ago as auto went for 250. So that's going to be, if you can find, like my suggestion to you is if you can snag a Zach Veen for under 150, take it. Um, so Zach Veen is a guy that I added to the list. And then kind of for the left fielder spot, left field is kind of, in my opinion, a little bit more of a shallow position prospect wise, but I put, you know, Hendrick Penango there. Um, Penango is, is not a guy that you probably hear a whole lot. He's very, very, very cheap. Um, but what I liked when I looked at Penango was a steady rise in power numbers. He didn't produce at all in those categories when he first came on. In fact, in his rookie ball season, he had 270 plus plate appearances and had zero home runs. Um, but he's had 214 this year in high A, and he has nine jacks. Um, he's got a K percentage under 20. He's got his ISO of 189, a WRC plus of 115. Um, a guy that I would just keep my eye on and a guy that you can get for $20. So take a flyer, watch him develop. Again, there's not just a ton of left fielders out there. Um, and so that's kind of why I put him in there. But Yohendra know, Penango, Zach Veen, Robert Hassel are my three outfielders. I didn't do a pitcher. I didn't do a relief pitcher. But if you're buying a pitcher, you're buying, you're buying Grayson Rodriguez anyway. So, I mean, I don't really know what else to tell you. If you're not buying Grayson Rodriguez, then you're buying the wrong pitcher. Um, yeah, Grayson was was the main pitcher that I put out there. Um, and I said you could potentially do Hunter Green in sure. case he does come back as a two-way player. I uh, don't think that's going to happen at this point, but he was a two-way player. Um, and then I said Jack Leiter because, like, those cards just aren't out yet. And yeah. earlier this year, I was like, hey, when Jack Leiter comes out, they're going to be a, they're going to be desirable. Um, but in terms of the outfielders, um, I'm a big fan of Robert, big fan of Robert Hassel. Um, I think he's got like this swagger that's really attractive. Um, he's definitely got like this, um, persona about him. Um, it actually reminds me a lot of like, a, um, weirdly enough, like, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, like he just kind of like is him, like he's just all confident in him, you know, like Joe Burrow baseball. Yeah. And so like, um, you know, like how you Joe Burrow walks up and you're just like, that dude should not be wearing that. Like, but then he's just totally doing his thing, you know, and, and, and I love it. Um, but I'm actually a little bit nervous about Zach Veen, uh, personally. Um, he's getting a little old. They haven't promoted him yet. And I'm like, what is going on here? Um, I've seen some stuff that I'm like, uh, is this guy not as good as they thought he was? Um, and the Rockies have like this weird tradition. I don't know if it is a tradition, but they bring up guys slower than I think they should. Hmm. Um, and I don't know why they do that. Uh, took like, it took Rogers forever to get up to the major leagues and, um, and like a consistent major leaguer. And I don't know. And so the Rocky system is just a mess. Like they just run it. Like it's not a ball club. Um, so that, all those things together make me a little bit nervous of Zach Veen, but I'm, I know the talent is there and, um, and I know that he is more than capable of, of, of being a great baseball player. Um, I think just all the other things around that make me nervous about him. Um, and Penango, great call on that one. Um, you know, it's funny because like a year ago, the only Chicago club I wanted to buy was Brendan Davis. And now it's just like, there's so many Cubs that are, that are obtainable, you know, like, 
especially when you look at Cubs that have their first cards and other and other uh, like for instance Pete Crow Armstrong. You know, like thinking about a guy like that, you're just like, man, there's this Cubs team has a lot of good prospects. Yep. yep. Um. So excited about those three picks. Um. I think just to wrap this all up, if I was to go back. You know, I told you things I would change. Um, I think at the first base level, um, I'm not as confident in Yepes and Harris as I as I was. Uh, but I still think they're both very good players. I just think there's uh, – oh, what I was going to say is left field and, sh- and second base are not highly investable because typically what that happens is those two positions are where people end up flexing to when they don't have a – when they're not as good at – something at their other position so like if if you're a shortstop that wasn't as good defensively as another guy you're getting pushed to second if you're a or even to let uh if you're a second baseman and then there's a guy that you're just not good you're going to left field you know like and i don't know what it is but like there's no cornerstone super high awesome left fielder anymore they're all center fielders or right fielders Oh, and and they're all second baseman, third baseman, no short, no uh, second. Sorry, there's they're all short stops or third base, and not really second baseman anymore. Um, I mean, you can even think about like Trevor Story and Marcus Simeon also are both short stops that have been flexed to the second base position, and so um, both of those positions tend to be flexed positions. So that's probably why there's not any left fielder, you know, uh, prospects because there's probably going to be center field prospects that are going to be pushed to left, you know? So, um, but if I look at the guy that I'm most confident in, when I look at this list in comparison to where I was six or four or five months ago, um, I think it's hard to say that Jeremy Pena is not the one that's really, like made the most sense in the last couple of months, you know, you can look around you're like, okay, O'Neill Cruz still in the minors. You know, of course we talked about second base Tristan Casas is a, is a baller and people just don't know that yet. Um, but an Ellie De La Cruz could be there very easily as well. Like, but when I look at around this diamond, I'm like, okay, Curtis Mead, very good. Josh Lowe. Okay. But has not really impressed yet at the major league level. Alec Thomas is a very good role player, (laughs) you know, um, George Valera. We don't really know yet. I mean, his prices are high, but we don't really know yet. Indy is not there yet. Uh, Gabriel Moreno has showed well. MJ Melendez has played fantastic in, in the Royal system. But like, when you look at around this thing that I gave you, Jeremy Pena is the guy that I would say I'm most confident in. Uh, What is, is that, I know I didn't prepare you for this question, but like, what do you think there? Yeah. I, I mean, you got a guy that's knocking on a rookie of the year award. Um, if this thumb injury doesn't turn into something more than, yeah. um, you know, more than it is, it doesn't appear to be, it appears to be just a little bit of a setback that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll shelve him for a week or two, but um, yeah, Jeremy Pena at the time, I mean, especially five or six months ago, um, if you bought Jeremy Pena five or six months ago, you, you made some money big time. Um, I don't know if in terms of like these other guys, if you bought them five or six months ago, you're not seeing any greater return than you were for Jeremy Pena. Um, you might've seen it a little bit for O'Neill Cruz, but then now it's dipped back down because O'Neill's not being called up. 
Um, and he was dealing with injury stuff as well. So, uh, you know, I would say that Jeremy Pena is probably, yeah, that's probably the best call um, on the list for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, T, more than anything, thanks for coming on. We want to give a shout out um, always to those that are in our network. T and myself are a part of Wild Cards Trading, which we do Wild Cards Box Breaks on Twitter um, or Wild Cards underscore LLC on Twitter, uh, Wild, Card, Wild Cards Box Breaks on Facebook. And then we are also on Loop every Friday from two to four. Um, we would love to see you there. If you're not sure what Loop is, go um, download it from the, the store. We, uh, it, it's very accessible and easy if you're in the States. I know some of you guys are not in the States, so sorry about that if you are outside of the States. But um, feel free to come drop us a line. T, thanks for coming on. Absolutely, my pleasure. At the end of every podcast, I like to give my, uh, I like to give you like a minute to 30 seconds to talk about anything you would like. And it reminds me of like, um, you know, like when you win that, that show on, I need to figure out what show it is. Cause I could, I keep just saying that show on ESPN where they do the upvoting and downvoting and then they win and then they just get to talk about whatever the hell they want. Oh, That's yeah. what I do on my podcast. Around so, the horn. No, it isn't around the horn. I think so. Okay. Anyway, let's just say it is around the horn. You're going to, you've won, you get your stage for a minute and a half. Go for it, whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> I don't have anything prepared for this. Um, That's the beauty of it. Yeah, I don't know. My mind goes immediately <laughs> to, to my uh, all-star team that I'm coaching. Um, I have some great numbers. I did, I did a, crunch a lot of numbers today, uh, and I came out with a new lineup that I'm super excited about. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to try some different things this weekend. I'm really excited about the possibility but we're four now. We've got one tournament under our belt. My kids hitting 900 across the first four games. Very proud of them. Um, but got some kids that can absolutely mash. Um, I think I think we need uh, we need a little bit more speed in the lineup um, and a little bit more pop at the bottom. But overall, love the kids and uh, love the effort they put in. So that's all I got. I don't there know. Go. Whatever. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for being on the show. As always, this is the Baseball Card Strategy Show. We'll see you next time. I'll talk to you later. Peace. All right, Kendall and T, great job on episode four of the Baseball Card Strategy Show. Audience, let us know what you think. Drop a comment on YouTube. We will definitely reply. Also, you can join the Facebook group at sportscardstrategy.com. Just click the quick link at sportscardstrategy.com to get into the Facebook group. And you can join the discussion. You can also follow Kendall on Twitter at Lefty McKee. You can follow me on Twitter at No Offseason no off Card or on Instagram at Sports Card Strategy. And we can connect. Thanks so much for watching and listening to the Baseball Card Strategy Show. And before you leave, I need to remind you about two important things. Number one, the Sports Card Investment Report at NoOffseason.com. I believe is the best tool out there to help you with your sports card investments moving forward. Not only does it give you the data of sales from eBay, PWCC, and MyFlash, but we rank the players that you should buy, sell, and hold. We also have in-depth analysis on each player, and we have more than 200 player profiles now for our premium version. You can save 20%. 
at nooffseason.com premium by using the promo code NOOFFSEASON, all lowercase at checkout. And if you're more just a data person and you don't want our analysis, a great tool to use would be marketmovesapp.com. Uh, you can use the promo code there, all lowercase, no off season, to get your first month for only $1. Everybody, thanks so much for watching and listening. I'm Paul Hickey with nooffseason.com. Have a great day.